Welcome to Joanna and the Maestro. Hello, Maestro. It's time for another golden year, and it's a thrill to be reunited with Joanna Lumley. Hello. Oh, Ken. It's been a long time, actually, hasn't it? <laughs> Very long time. I've got a photograph of you and me and Sue Cook, and oh. you're sitting looking rather magisterial, and we're leaning over in a fawning way. Magi- it's to do with, with children in need. I had that magisterial look just because I was asleep most of the time. <laughs> yes, it was a children in need uh, back yeah. in the old days. Yes, it was. However, these things are in the past. Yeah. And we're looking into the past for our golden year, so you've gone for 1975. Tell me why that year is important. 1975 was the year that I started doing The New Avengers. Right. It was the most thrilling thing. I'd worked... As an actress, I'd been in Coronation Street, I'd been in a Hammer Horror film, a a Dracula film, I'd been on the West End stage, but I hadn't really found anything that stuck, you know what I mean? I was just in and out, in and out, and there was such a crowd of us flitting in and out, pretty girls. (laughs) Anyway, suddenly I was cast as Purdy in The New Avengers, and it was the hardest and best and most exciting work of my life, because... I was up on first call every single day, driving down to Pinewood Studios, where we worked with the creme de la creme of all the actors who came in to do guest parts. And I was allowed to do a lot of my own stunts, which were mainly fighting and running and scrambling over things, and working with the stuntmen, working with fine directors, amusing scripts, and, of course, with the two great stars, Patrick McNee and Gareth Hunt, who were playing John Steed and Gambit. And it was already a successful franchise, if you like, well, the it, Avengers. Exactly, had been. and that, but that was—I was ten years after the last girl, who had been Linda Thorson. So yeah. it was a long time out of date, long time gone away. And in fact, Britain, England, was so lukewarm about it all that the money was all French. So it's a French production. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So they, we, nobody wanted it in this country. No, they said no. We've done all that. Yeah. Who's but this? Uh, Don't want Joanna Lumley. Who is she? There was still an enormous warmth for the, the, the idea, the concept of the Avengers. Yes. So the new Avengers, it was a risk, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't Not that much. Not a much of a risk, no. no. And it was, well, it was lovely because it's a good adventure story. You had a good hour-long story, sometimes fantastic, you know, um, a rat that ate nuclear waste and was the size of a bus. You know, some of it was like that <laughs> and others were kind of villains. But it was, it, was, um, it was charming because although it was exciting and people did get killed, you never focused on gore or horrible things. We had all kinds of house rules. You're not allowed to have a gun shown pointing at a head. Mm. You're not allowed to show a noose. There were all kinds of things you didn't do. So um, it was kind of bang, bang, you're dead. It was sort of cowboys and Indians yeah. fun. I loved it. And very witty. It was witty and we were quite sort of glamorous. I mean, somehow, you know, you emerged from the sea and just peeled off your wetsuit and underneath you had an evening dress. That kind of thing. Love it. Beautifully, beautifully dressed. (laughs) Sure. Well, the first song we're going to hear from that year is The Chai Lights. Have you seen her? Why is that? Oh, I just can't explain. I love a a song with a story in it. And The Chai Lights were a group I didn't really know of and indeed I don't know further of their further work, to my shame. But this great haunting song about somebody who realises that he hadn't maybe treated his girl well enough and eventually she quietly packed up and left. And have you seen her? He's just wandering about, hunting for her, determined to make make amends he would if only he could find her, and wandering about playgrounds and streets and things and saying to people, tell me, have you seen her? Oh, it makes me cry even thinking of it. It's a melancholy little piece, isn't it? The chai lights, have yeah. you seen her? Yeah. But we're looking for happy music now. Oh, good. So yeah. uh, you, you've come up with a bass at here, Rollers. Now, I oh, wouldn't... just please. I wouldn't have had you down as Roller Mania. Well, by this time I had a son, and he was Roller Mania. And he was quite... He must have been maybe seven or eight. 
and the the rollers were just adorable. If you can remember with their sort of spiky hair and their tartan, everything. Yeah. So even if it was like that great craze for tartan in Victoria's day, Queen Victoria's day, mm-hmm. when suddenly the whole idea of tartan took Europe by storm. Well, the Bay City Rollers took the world by storm. And I just adored, I adored their songs. I adored their young, and they were young boys. They had yeah. a young boy look to them. So they were terrific for teenage teenagers in any way and terrific for mums like me who thought they could all do with a, a nice supper <laughs> a good <laughs> feed, feed them up a bit a good feed <laughs> adore them that's lovely Bay City Rollers bye bye baby now we're on to Shawaddy Waddy for your next choice so uh, why Shawaddy Waddy? what could be better than just simple instructions that's what I love in life Ken is somebody telling me what all I need to do to be to be happy forevermore and this is all you have to do steps one two and three <laughs> I love it. That's all you have to do. You've just find somebody, you tell her you love her, and then it's kind of all over. It's as simple as that. So these recommendations by Shawadi Wadi, I think, are as, as good, as valid today as a grandmother as I was then as a young woman. So uh, apart from the new Avengers, which I assume was taking up 99% of your time, time, yeah. were you looking ahead at all at that point? No, what never. You, and no. I've never looked ahead, which is why I bumped into the door when I came in here. <laughs> but I mean, the truth is, is that... I think life has a strange way that if you plan too much or yearn too much, I've heard sad stories about people who save up to buy a bungalow for when they retire. And then, of course, they've dropped down dead or they lose their job or something goes wrong, the bungalow burns down. So don't look ahead too far. Try to get yourself in preparation for whatever comes next. I like the dog's bark, the caravan moves on. Yeah. I like that idea. So I knew that when the new Avengers came to a, a halt, something else would appear, and indeed it did in the, in the shape of sapphire and steel. Which was another great series, yeah. and, and had a, 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 another worldly aspect to it, hadn't it? And uh, yes, it did. There was a kind of hint of it being a, the the a Doctor Who for the other side. It was a sort of precursor to the X Files. Really, we'd come from another place and we'd adopted human form, but we weren't really humans because we had extra human powers. Yeah. I love doing that with the great David McCallum, who sadly has just left us. Yeah, what an actor, David yeah. McCallum. Wonderful. Yeah. Uh, and terribly nice man by Sweet all accounts. Sweet man, very, yeah. very brainy. And he was, of course, a heartbreaker as Ilya Kuryakin in The Man from Uncle. Oh, yeah, him and Robert Vaughan together. I, I remember, I remember. So, 10cc, I'm not in love, is the next. Oh, I adore that. Don't you think that's one of the sweetest... Again, it's a person in denial. And you just go, oh, I just love him. It's my picture he wants to stick up. He says, look, I've just got your picture. Look, it was just useful. There was a patch on the wall. I just had to glue something over it. And he's in denial about it, but you can tell the yearning there. And it's one of the most beautiful summer songs. I think it came out in the summer. And it just defined not only that summer, but every summer since. Uh, Charlie, we must talk about your wonderful podcast into its third series now. Mm. You and your husband, Stephen, together, talking about music. Do you both come from it from the same angle? Uh, or So different, I cannot. I almost can't even draw it on a graph for you. I am the creepy little cringly crongly on the ground, <laughs> and he's soaring out of the heavens, occasionally loftily. No, he's, he's a musician. He's a conductor and a composer and a, a keyboard, so I, organs and pianos and things like this and various other instruments as well. And I married him because I loved him, but also because he's a musician and he is music to me. I'd asked him through our marriage so many questions about music and why does this and who did that and what does that mean and why choose that key and is this instrument that, that it seemed sensible just to maybe do it in a, into a podcast so that people like me who love music but don't know an awful lot about it can talk to somebody who does know an awful lot about it, who's very accessible, he's a very good teacher. And they're the greatest fun to do, Ken. And we've lured all kinds of people in. 
trail of small bits of biscuit on the path. <laughs> and all kinds of grand people like Stephen Fry, Aid Edmondson, Rob Bryden, Alan Jones have all come to, to speak to us about their love for music as well. Because it it's all encompassing, isn't it? Everybody has a love for music somewhere. It may not be do. very well developed or great knowledge, but it's, it's a love. It's a love for it. And quite often people don't know enough about it. And, and as classical music has always been now pushed slightly onto the back shelf and at school sometimes dropped altogether, yeah. it's a chance for people just to go, but that sounds OK, I love that. I, it's not, that's not difficult. I think we've made it into particularly classical music. She did doing quote marks with her fingers. Quite stupidly, really. I'm on that <laughs> camera, but I'm not on your camera. Radar. Um, it, classical music, which is not different from any kind of other music. Music is music, and it has different kind of genre about it. But classical music is just there for absolutely everybody. The sooner we can get little people, young people, to understand that it belongs to them as well. Well, that uh, takes us back to the schools and uh, what they are trying to do but not being able to do very mm, often. I know. To, to encourage youngsters to take up an instrument. Take up an instrument and just listen to music because quite a lot of people aren't going to play the instrument. But if they can just hear the music and get, get to know it and love it. So at every assembly, I don't know if they have assemblies now, I'd just have them played out to a piece of fantastic music every day. Brilliant. Well, if we could only all have that in our mm. lives. One more track. It's Rod Stewart, Sailing. Oh, Rod. I walked out with Rod for a bit, I mean about 25 minutes, and loved him dearly, and actually only saw him again for the first time this year, this year. <laughs> we looked at each other like sort of two old buzzards over a wreckage. We went, we're still here. He's fabulous. He was always a fabulous singer, and he's also a fabulous entertainer, and I love the way that he's grown and grown and changed and changed and is still here in the heart of our lives, still looking fabulous and being adorable. Still an important figure in our lives. Still important in our lives, and still, I think, with Penny, now that she's also got sort of policing qualities under the, <laughs> keeping him in line. But he suddenly started doubling down. He's doing mending the roads. Yeah, he's doing, doing potholes, isn't he? He's yeah. everything. And then I saw that he's now, it says, uh, I love this in the paper just yesterday, Ken, we're doing this dinner, it goes out, this programme, but it said, I am selling, and Rod's clearing out some things and selling them at other bits. But anyway, I am sailing was this great song of yearning which is longing to be back and to be home and to be with the person he loves. And sailors forever have had very long trips around the world, away from home for ages and ages. And you can imagine somebody just seeing the great blue briny underneath them and the waves cutting away and maybe dolphins accompanying them and just sailing home to see the one he loves. A romantic vision. Thank you so much for that. Joanna, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ken. Don't let it be 30 years. No, no, no we'll try and get a bit quicker. <laughs> 